This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 673 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Amazon.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Driving Radio Show, episode number 52. Glenn, Wendy, and Hardy Zanke talk about the German training scale. He brings us a fun and interesting conversation about the scale and creating the correct frame through its use. But first, let's hear from today's sponsor, Amazon.com. Admit it, you shop on Amazon.com. Don't be embarrassed, we all do. Well, next time you have a hankering to hit up Amazon for some deals, stop by horsetipdaily.com first. Click on the Amazon.com link on the left side of the home page and then shop till you drop. Doesn't cost you a penny and helps us keep the lights on here at Horse Tip Daily. And now, on with today's tip. But uh, I want to switch subjects a little bit so that we have enough time to talk um, about... Now, you are uh, famous for your dressage articles. And then right now, currently on the CDL, people are talking about the stretchy down circle. And we talked a little bit about that last week with um, our longlining friend, Clay yeah. Meyer. And we would like to talk to you now about the German training scale and yeah. about how you best recommend people work their horses in the correct frame. Okay, thank you. Well, the, originally it was referred to as the German training scale, and I wrote a whole lot of uh, series of articles for Carriage Driving World on it, which people can find now uh, on U.S. Driving News, Driving News U.S. Uh, website. Uh, by now, it's recognized as the international training scale. Uh, by in written dressage and it applies equally to driven dressage and the steps are really the fundamental for proper education of the horse for dressage but it goes in many other disciplines as well and the first issue is rhythm regularity and tempo well that's fairly self-explanatory to most people if the horse is out of rhythm, then he's lame, you know. You'll you, you get that. Uh, doing the proper tempo, you've got to get the feeling for it, for not being too slow and too fast. And I go through it fairly quickly now because we don't have that much time, uh, whereas my articles are quite long on it. Then the next one uh, is subtleness, and that means uh, electricity freedom of anxiety, and really for us it means relaxation. And that's already a challenge for a lot of drivers to have their horse relaxed. And when we talk now on the CDL uh, about the stretchy circle, which comes as the next step up, but each step up means you've got to have mastered the previous step, elsewise you can never get there. The next one is proper contact. And these two are the main ones for what we want to develop on the stretchy circle. The stretchy circle builds up 
on what we have already on the lower level in training level we have the free walk on the long range which means the horse needs to learn when you give your hand he should follow your hand and seek the contact he should not go faster he should just go longer and stretch for it when my wife stretches my back man that feels so good and then if she takes her hand away (laughs) and I arch my back and go after and say hey honey where are you now that's really what I want the horse <laughs> to do. Yeah? And uh, right. because it stretches the muscles and lengthens the top line of the horse. And we have that in the walk, the free walk. And then next step up, we have the lengthened walk in preliminary, which really is still the same. I want the horse to stretch. If people watch a top-level jumper or dressage rider after they've done their round and they come out of the ring and they give their horse a buckle and the horse stretches all the way down and forward and has this big swinging stride because he's all happy and has the lesson well done. That's what I want to see in driving too. And many people on the lower level have mastered that because A, their horse is not relaxed, so they lack the second stage of the training scale. And three, they have never developed proper contact. And because right. this is so important, we then came and we imported this uh, from the Germans who uh, put that into their dressage test originally over a lot of opposition from some drivers who felt, hey, that's dangerous. If I give my horse a rein at the trot, he might run away. And we said, exactly, you are the one that needs this lesson. If if you are afraid your horse will run away if you give him the rein, that means you are constantly driving with the handbrake on. Guess what your car will do if you drive with the handbrake on all the time? Your tires, your your brakes will get hot. And same with the horse. Your horse will get hot. It will be uncomfortable for you and for your horse. And that's why it's so important. And we had on the CDL uh, one woman who I like very much, uh, and she unfortunately posted there, her pair can never do it. Out on the trail they can, but they can't do it in the ring. So she doesn't go to shows anymore that offer this test, which, of course, is totally the wrong answer. And I had right. private exchange with her and said, well, how come? And we, bought, we nailed it down because... She came with the answer herself out on the trail. She can do it because she is relaxed and her horses are relaxed. And in the ring, one of her horses tenses up. You haven't mastered the previous step, the second step of the training scale. Subtleness, relaxation. You've got to work on your relaxation, elsewise you'll never get this step. Well, how much contact is proper? How much contact? What's too much or what's too little? And uh, I know some other people have uh, have a set amount, and uh, one very well respected person uh, says half a pound of butter or so. Uh, that's not <laughs> the right answer for me. To me, the right answer is you know the proper amount of contact. That's like a freely negotiated contract between you and your horse. It's what we want to do in dressage is we want to be dancing with each other. And uh, I know some couples, when you watched 
ballroom dancing or, or, or uh, championship dancing on television. Also, there are some couples that dance with each other light as a feather with very little contact. Beautiful dance. But I can also picture another dance of a hefty couple doing a Bavarian waltz with a lot of contact with each other, and it's still a beautiful dance. Or in my right. case, my wife leading the whole way. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, so whatever works for the two of them, that's what we want to accomplish. And I know some drivers that like to have a little more contact because then they feel firmly in charge all the time and the horse will only do what they want to do. And if that's okay with the horse, nothing wrong with it if they can produce it. Whereas right. another driver says, man, he's pulling my arms out. Well, obviously, then that's too much. Yeah? And they need to work on that. And the way to work on that is we are constantly looking for balancing it. You can never be rigid. There must be a constant give and take. And for this, back to the stretchy circle, whenever I drive my horses, whether it's out on the trail or whether it's in the ring, it's a constant balancing act between a little less and a little more. In the dressage ring, each time we come to a corner, we take a little more contact because we need to guide the horse through the corner. It's difficult for him to do. And when we come out of the corner, we give the rein a little bit to let him stretch a little longer. I want the horse to be like an accordion that you can play and push together and stretch and move longer again. And well, that's great advice, Hardy. I really like you saying that it's a balance. I think some people are looking for that answer. Yeah. And for you writing these articles, I'm sure people do say, well, what is the answer? And there's no answer. It's a... It's a, a negotiated contract is a great way exactly, to fix that. Exactly. The horse That's is so labor, and we are management, but we constantly yeah. need to work with each other. And if we give the rein, even on the long rein, there still must be a feeling hand on the, on the other end of the rein. Already the weight of the rein is some contact as long as at the end there is a feeling hand. People have yeah. been asking the same question about marriage for since it started, and uh, th that's kind of a negotiated contract, too. And 50% of those end in divorce. So That's right. Yeah. That's right. And my, Don't discourage our listeners. <laughs> there's a German saying... Massage is not as bad as marriage. <laughs> but, but so much out of dressage and so much out of good horsemanship we can we can really transfer into all other human relationships, whether it's marriage, whether it's raising children, whether it's running a country or a company or an army. I think there are so many parallels. You only give commands once and you expect them to be followed because if you need to give commands three times, you water down the structure because you teach the first two times you didn't need to obey. I want commands right. to be once and they need to be obeyed with horses, with children, with dogs, in my company, always. Yeah. Right. Because elsewhere it breaks down, I think. And you've got to be a fair, trustworthy leader, a good leader who people, you, 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 you lead by mutual respect. I have a contract with my horses. 
uh, that's nailed on the barn door. I will never ask you anything that you can't do physically, mentally, or that puts you into danger. Those three things. And of course, it takes some time, my horses can't read that well, for them to get the <laughs> message that right. they really that I really mean this, that they can trust me, because that's how we build up trust. And that right. doesn't come overnight. And it doesn't come overnight with your girlfriend either. The first time I ever had a new girlfriend, I wouldn't <laughs> give her my wallet and say, why don't you go out shopping with my wife? After many years of marriage, my wallet is much safer than in my own pocket. <laughs> well, Hardy, once I've mastered this sketchy circle, what are the next, uh, the next levels to move up to? Just touch on that quickly. You you mean after the stretchy circle? How the so how the training? So your next continue? levels of the training circle. Of okay. The training after scale. contact, after contact, the proper acceptance of the bit. The next level of the training scale is impulsion, to increase the energy from the hindquarters to get. But you got to have mastered the other step before because you can right. create impulsion only with proper contact in front. And you can create proper contact in front only with having a subtle horse, a relaxed horse. And you can have that only if the horse is also in rhythm and in good speed. So with the impulsion, the impulsion stuff, I tell people, think of of a garden hose. What's impulsion? A lot of people uh, confuse that with going faster has nothing to do with faster, has to do with creating more energy from behind. My wife is spraying the garden downstairs with her garden hose, and she doesn't have a nozzle in front, so she puts the thumb in front. And that's what we do with the horse. Two things. We need to open the faucet behind to have the water coming, but then we got to control it with the thumb in front, and then the whole bulges with energy, and we have all this energy to spray the garden. If we let go of the thumb, meaning if we throw away the reins, then the water gushes out. She's got wet feet, but no pressure anymore to spray the garden. So we, same with all, we need to do both things. We need to create energy from behind, open the faucet, meaning use our forward driving aid, voice, and whip. But then we got to control the flow and the energy in front with proper contact to get the horse round. And with that, we can then have impulsion and going. Okay? So then the next step after that is straightness. That's a lifelong battle because all horses are crooked by nature, as most people are a little crooked as well. And straightness in driving, the important part is also Straightness means also proper bending on the circles or in right. the corners. But we realize this only comes after we have mastered everything else. Rhythm, suppleness, relaxation, contact, impulsion. Then we can work on straightness and on proper bending. And then the next step is collection, which really is one step up more of impulsion. And in driving, we can only ask for very little collection because the horse always needs to pull the carriage and therefore can't shift the center of gravity as much back as the rider can on the saddle. And then the final step 
is self-carriage and confidence where everything comes together. And the good part about the training scale is, A, we go through these steps as far as we can in each lesson with the horse, short-term, but also building it up long-term, in long-term education. Go by the training scale, uh, read it up. You can read it up uh, on Driving News website, on my articles, but you can also read it up in other books. It's the same in, in driving as it is under saddle. And the next good part about the training scale, judging is also happening by the training scale. So this is not only for the drivers, this is equally important for the judges because going through these steps, that's how I can judge your horse all the time. So it's and that's a great that's a great goal. It's a great um, roadmap to give people goals to work on, little baby steps for their ultimate for their ultimate end goal. So well, Hardy, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful talking to you, and it's been really educational. And you'll have to come back on our show again. You have so many great stories. Anytime, Wendy. <laughs> thanks for having me. Have a great time in California. All right. Thanks. Well, there you go. If you just can't get enough of Wendy and Glenn, you can listen to them every week on the Driving Radio Show. Just go to drivingradioshow.com. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Amazon.com. Next time you have a hankering to hit up Amazon for some deals, stop by HorsetipDaily.com first. Click on the Amazon logo on the left side of the page and then shop till you drop. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.